So this week, I want to continue to stir our hearts, but not only our hearts, but our hands and our feet this morning, amen, unto action this morning. So as we look at Nehemiah, one of my favorite books of the Bible, Nehemiah 6 and 3, glory to God, amen. amen. The word of God reads in Nehemiah 6 and 3. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I can't come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Let me read that again. So I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work so that I can't come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? For a little while this morning, I want to talk to you from the subject, I can't come down. I can't come down. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your love and your mercy. Thank you for grace that has been extended to us on today. Without you, we're nothing. So, Lord, we love you this morning for you woke us and shook us and gave us an opportunity to come into the house of God on today. Give us another opportunity to worship you and to honor your name, to praise your glorious name, and we thank you. You also gave us an opportunity to hear your word this morning. So, God, I pray that as we sit at your feet, God, that you would feed us this morning. God, I pray that David may decrease, that you may increase. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Bless the hearts of your people on today. Strengthen and empower them that they will leave better than they came. We honor you today. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 As you take your seats, look at a couple of people and say, I can't come down. I can't come down. I can't come down. There's a quote by Thomas Edison that I like, and it reads, quote, the opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. And looks like work. How many know that if you're ever going to accomplish anything, if you're ever going to achieve anything in life, that it's going to take some work? I mean, if you've got a, a, a business, understand, in order for that business to be productive, in order for uh, uh, it to achieve some things that you desire, understand, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some long hours of you putting in time. It's going to take you doing things that other people may not want to do. Yeah, it's going to take some work. How many know that marriage takes work? Yeah, I know I got some married people in here that can testify to that. That, 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 that. that after, yeah, the wedding and after the honeymoon, yeah, understand that there's going to be some work that has to be put in. The wedding was nice. Yeah, cutting the cake and seeing family members. All that was nice. 
Yeah, the honeymoon was nice. You know, you flew over somewhere and you were able to enjoy one another for uh, an extensive period of time. But now you're back and understand the, 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 the rubber hits the road. Yeah, now you're back and, 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 and there has to be some work put in in order for the marriage to work. Yeah, work that not everybody wants to put in. Yeah, yeah. In a couple of weeks, my, my, my daughter is going to be sworn in as a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good place for celebration right there. Yeah. They didn't hand her that. No, she had to work some long hours. Yeah, while everybody else was going out and enjoying life, while everybody else was going on vacation, yeah, she had to have her head in those books. Yeah, so if you're going to accomplish anything in life, we got to understand it's going to take some work. I mean, if we're going to get it done, yeah, we can't be afraid to work. Yeah, look at somebody and say, are you afraid to work? Yeah, are you afraid to work? Yeah, yeah. Our, our text introduces us this morning to a man who was not afraid to work. Yeah, matter of fact, the Bible introduces him working. Yeah, he, he, he's working. He's working. This man is, uh, 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 he goes by the name of Nehemiah. Yeah, Nehemiah. Nehemiah, uh, the book is not only one of my favorite books, but Nehemiah the man is one of my favorite men or people of the Bible. Amen. Yeah, because Nehemiah got it done. Yeah, he got it done. Nehemiah worked as the king's cupbearer. Yeah, the cupbearer. Yeah, understand that this was his occupation and not his purpose. Yeah, can I? T there is a difference. Yeah, there's a difference. I I'm so glad that when I worked for the state that that was not my purpose. Yeah, I I I I I'm so glad that, you know, I, I, I went in and I, I did what I was supposed to do, but I'm so glad that that was not my purpose in life. I'm so glad that God a greater purpose for me than just working. Yeah, I, 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 I wish I had a witness this morning, yeah, that you understand that, that, that nine to five or that uh, 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 whatever hours that you work, understand that, that, that though you prepare to go there, that, that God has much greater in store for you than just that work. Uh, yeah, y'all gonna make me work this morning. But he was a king's cupbearer. Yeah, he was the king's cupbearer. Yeah, and understand that in those days, the king had to guard against being poisoned by those who did not want him holding that position. So they had cupbearers, and Nehemiah signed up for the position. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I, I probably wouldn't have signed up for that position. Yeah, because the cupbearer, understand the cupbearer, before he could, before the king could, would, would drink uh, his drink, understand the cupbearer had to taste it. Yeah, that means that if there was any poison there, understand that it would come by way of the cupbearer. And the king knew that if the cupbearer would, 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 would live and if the cupbearer didn't fall out and collapse, then he could take a drink. Yeah, so Nehemiah had a, a significant Occupation. Yeah, occupation. 
Yeah, but one day while Nehemiah was serving as a king cups bearer, he, he hears some disturbing news about the Jewish remnant that has survived exile. Yeah, he received news that the walls were down. He received the news that the gates had been burned. And this was significant in, in, in Nehemiah's day because understand walls down represented, uh, 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 represented uh, people being vulnerable to their enemy. Yeah, matter of fact, when gates were down, uh, the Bible tells us many instances where uh, the, uh, uh, the influential people met at the gate and they did business at the gate. So the gate was significant to a community. Yeah, but Nehemiah hears that the walls are down. He hears that the gates have been burned. And this troubled Nehemiah. Troubled him, and it should have troubled him. Anytime we hear news of a bad situation, it should trouble us. Yeah, so it troubled Nehemiah. Matter of fact, uh, verse 4 tells us, uh, 1 and 4 tells us, So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept, yeah, and mourned for many days, and I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Yeah, Nehemiah, ne Nehemiah. Not only the text says that he, he, he was praying and he wept, but it tells us that he fasted and he prayed. He, he went before God. Uh, yeah, he, he was concerned about the condition of the people. Yeah, he made himself available to God. Yeah, I just want to ask anybody, are you making yourself available to God? When you hear about instances, when you hear about crises, understand God is allowing you to hear it for a reason. Yeah, Nehemiah does not let this pass by him, but he prays and he, he fasts and he mourns. And, and the text is going to tell you that, that he makes himself available to be used. Yeah, see, Nehemiah understood something. At any time God burdens you with something, it's because he wants you to do something about it. Yeah, he puts that weight on you. He puts that, that concern on you because, understand, evidently he's put something inside of you that can make a difference in what you're hearing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Nehemiah was burdened. Yeah, he was burdened. And we, we, we got great people that, 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 that illustrate uh, 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 um, uh, reacting to a burden. We, we, we have uh, Martin Luther King Jr. who was burdened by the oppression of his people and God used him to bring a change. Yeah. Malayla. Uh, uh, Yusasai was burdened by the Taliban and refused to let girls, who refused to let girls go to school, but used her voice, understand, to start helping them to assure the opportunity to be able to go to school. Amen. Yeah, and they got so mad at her that, you know, that they uh, uh, shot her in the head. Yeah, but she survived, and she is the youngest person to ever have received the Nobel Peace Prize because she saw burden, yeah, and she moved. She did something about it. Let me ask you something, that when God is looking for someone to advance his kingdom, does he look for you? Yeah. Does he look for you to, to advance? Does he look for you to achieve some things? Does, does he look 
for you to make a difference. Can God count on you? Mm, can he count on you? Yeah. Can he count on you to get it done? Nehemiah answered the call. Yeah, he answered the call. He didn't have to, but he did. Understand, he was a king cupbearer, and Nehemiah, as a king cupbearer, evidently was living a good life. But he hears some news that burdened him so much that he wanted to put that aside because he understood that that was his occupation and not his purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I love about Nehemiah is that he had passion. Yeah, somebody said passion. passion. Yeah, Nehemiah had, had passion in three areas. The first one is that he had passion for God. Yeah, passion for God. Can I tell you that that's, that's what should motivate all of us is our passion for God. Yeah, not passion for money, not passion for, 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 for things, but our passion for God. Nehemiah had passion. The fourth verse tells us that when he heard about the condition of his people, the first thing he did was he went to God. Oh, he went to God. He went to God. Why, why did he go to God? Why did he go to he, he had a personal relationship with God. He, he understood that if anybody was going to change anything, it was going to be God. Yeah, he, he, he understood that God can make a difference. Nehemiah understood that if anyone could help the situation, that it was God. Nehemiah had his priorities in place. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be more passionate about anyone else more than God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was kind of faint. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love my wife. Much as I love my wife, I understand that God has to come first. I understand that the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Uh, my responsibility is the God first. And if it's the God first, guess what? I'll take care of her. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because after all, I mean, if it wasn't for God, uh, I mean, where would we be? Uh, I, I, I mean, Acts 17 and 28 says, for in him we live and move and have our being. Yeah, that, that if it wasn't for God, we couldn't move. If it wasn't for God, we couldn't see. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be here this morning. I, I, I know you think that you got up by yourself. I, I know you think the alarm clock woke you up this morning, but can I tell you, it was God. Yeah, yeah, it, it was God. It was God. The reason why you're breathing right now is God. <laughs> the reason why you're walking right now is God. He gets the credit for everything. Uh, uh, he is the reason why we live, move, and have our being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad uh, uh, because there are times in my life where, where I'm weak. There's times in my life where uh, I, I, I seem like I can't overcome things. But I'm so glad, like the writer Isaiah 41 and 10 tells us, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my right, righteous right hand. I'm so glad this morning that God is my strength. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the only strength you got is God. I know you're lifting weights. I know you're exercising. I know you can do 100 push-ups. But truth of the matter is that you couldn't do any of that without God. He is our strength. He is the one that gives us strength to fight battles, to stand our tests, uh, to overcome the situations in life. No, it's not your mama. It's not your daddy. It's not your education. But can I tell you, it's God. 
Oh, yes, God. Uh, but not only did Nehemiah have passion for God, the text says that he had passion for people. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nehemiah 2 and 2 through 3 tells us, so the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? Yeah, this can be nothing but sadness of heart. Why should he, and then he responds, why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, can I tell you that anytime God calls you, that is not only about you. Uh, yeah, anytime God delivers you, anytime God has saved you from sin, anytime God has brought you out of a situation, out of a struggle, can I suggest to you this morning that it has more to do about somebody else than it does you? Ah, uh, yeah, because you're a living testimony. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people will see you overcome, and because they see you overcome, guess what? They'll believe that God has no respectable person, and because he was able to cause you to overcome, guess what? I can overcome too. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nehemiah saw the condition of the people, and it concerned him. Yeah, see, we have to learn that what concerns God should concern us. Mm. Yeah, what concerns God should concern us. You know, I, I, I wonder sometimes uh, uh, what we're really concerned about. Yeah, are we more concerned about our careers? Are we more concerned about our educational gain? Are we more concerned about our house and our automobile? Are we more concerned about how much money we can heap up? What are we concerned about? Yeah, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be concerned about these things, shouldn't have some concern, but can I tell you that our greatest concern should be the concern of God? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Nehemiah tapped into something that uh, we're not, if we're not careful, we'll miss. And, and never truly lay hold to the purpose that God has created us for. That our life should flow from the purposes of God instead of us trying to get God to follow after us. Mm. That everything we do in life should be based on his purpose. And his plan and his course for our life because anything else we're sidetracking. Yeah, it's not trying to fit God into our plan. Yeah, but us getting into the plan of God for our lives because it is then that we find ourselves in the will of God. Can I suggest to you this morning that Nehemiah was in the will of God? Yeah. We cannot let the cares of this world choke out, yeah, choke out God's purpose for our life. Amen. Yeah, I, I mean, if we're not careful, we'll get so consumed with the world. We'll get consumed with things. We'll get consumed with, 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 with situations that we miss out on the plan that God has for our life. I mean, Jesus warns us of this in Mark 4 and 19. He says, but the worries, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Yeah. What's choking your life? Mm. What's choking your life? Yeah. 
Because if we're not careful, we would allow these cares to stop us from the real reason that God has called us. There's a reason that he saved you. There's a reason that he brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. There's a reason that the accident didn't take you out. There's a reason that COVID did not take you out. There's a reason, yeah, the last time that you shot up drugs that you didn't die. There's there's a reason that the last drink you didn't take was your last drink. There's a reason that the relationship that you in lies that, that, that it didn't destroy your life. There's a reason yeah, that God has you here. There's a reason. I like what Mark Twain says. He says, uh, the two most important days in life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. But can I add a fosterism in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that the, the two days, uh, two most important days in your life are the day you were born again and the day you find out why. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I need to know why God saved me. I, I need to know why he's got me here. I want to know why he preserved my life. Because truth of the matter, I can live my whole life uh, 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 without purpose. I can live my whole life doing things, thinking I'm achieving things, thinking I'm overcoming. But the truth of the matter is, I'm just existing. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I want to live. Uh, anybody want to live? Uh, yeah, I want to live. I, I, I want to live in his purpose. I, I want to fulfill his will for my life. Yeah. To be born again is one thing, but to know why is another one. Yeah. Why? What purpose did God save you for? Or what purpose are you still here? I, I'm blown away, really. Uh, because... We've got so many people that have not really embraced uh, the truth of why they're still here. I'm amazed at the number of people that are still doing the same thing after God has preserved them through a pandemic. I'm, I'm amazed that people hadn't changed their life. I'm amazed that they hadn't looked back at all those that, that have gone on, but yet God has still got them breathing. I, I, I'm amazed that they, they, they have failed to, to grasp the fact that it is God that's got them here. Oh, yeah, they're not here by happenstance. No, they just didn't make it by. It wasn't chance. No, it was God. Oh, yeah, it was God. It was the creator of the universe. Understand, he has preserved them. Yeah, so I want to suggest to you that God has given each and every one of us not only his love, but his care. Yeah, his care. Uh, Yeah, his care. Not only his love and his care, but he's also given us uh, a shared responsibility. Uh A shared responsibility. Yeah, the responsibility to advance his kingdom. Uh, A shared responsibility. And when Nehemiah heard what was going on, he took a sense of responsibility to do something about it. In other words, he owned the condition. Yeah, he owned the condition. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he owned the condition. He, he, he realized that, that what was happening, huh, that, that God allowed him the opportunity, huh, or God was allowing him the opportunity to share in bringing change. Hmm. Yeah, in bringing change. The walls were down, and the gates had been burned. That presented a, 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 
a, a, a city and a people with hopelessness. I mean, these people were broken and in need of help. Does that sound familiar? Uh, I, I, I mean, we're living in a society where people are broken and they need help. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to find solutions on their own, but uh, they're going about it the wrong way. It's not in drugs. It's not in alcoholism. It, it, it's not in sex. It's, it, it's not in those things. It's not in materialistic things. But can I tell you that what they're seeking is God? Uh, how do I know? How, how do I know? How, how do I know? Uh, yeah, because I was just like them. <laughs> I was just like them. I, 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 I was trying to find fulfillment in alcohol. I was trying to find fulfillment in marijuana. I was trying to find fulfillment in sex and trying to find fulfillment in accomplishing things. Only to find out those things leave you empty. Yeah, yeah, y'all ain't going to help me. You, 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 yeah, you know when you got drunk that night and woke up the next morning, you felt empty? Uh, yeah, that's why you kept coming back. Uh, uh, yeah, because you were trying to find that feeling. You were trying to meet that need. But truth of the matter is that there's no one that can meet that need greater than God. Woo! Hallelujah. Nobody but God. Yeah, Nehemiah could have sat back and did nothing. Yeah, he could have sat back and did nothing. But not only did Nehemiah feel a sense of responsibility, but he also felt that he could possibly help to turn things around. Yeah, yeah. Nehemiah was called to advance the kingdom of God. And can I suggest that just like Nehemiah, you and I have been called to advance the kingdom of God. That God saved us and birthed us and got us here in every uh, trial and every test that we have experienced in life uh, is to help advance the kingdom of God. Somebody needs to know your testimony. Somebody needs to know your trials. Somebody needs to know the fact that you failed. Some, some child needs to know that you weren't always saved. You, you weren't always saying hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. No, no, you are a cusser. You, you are a fighter. You, you are a backbiter. You are a liar. You are a drunkard. You are a thief. You are a fornicator. Somebody needs to know oh, that I was just like you. <sighs> Oh, but God saved me for a purpose. Oh, he's got a plan for my life. Ne Nehemiah was called to help advance the kingdom of God, and God is looking for some people that he can use. Oh, he's looking for some people that he can use. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is anybody in here want to be used by God? Uh, uh, used by the creator, used by the master, used by the king of kings and the lord of lords. Uh, this leads me to my last point. <laughs> uh, that not only did Nehemiah have passion for God and did he have passion for people, but can I tell you that he had passion for God's work. Passion for the work of God. To see God's work being accomplished. To see the walls being built back up and people's lives fortified and their communities strengthened so the gates could be erected so they could go back to doing business. Ooh. Yeah, Nehemiah. And as believers, understand that we're supposed to have a passion uh, for God's work. See, God's work helps to bring solutions to problems. Uh, yeah, yeah. When there's a problem... I mean, when there was a problem in the Bible, uh, God was looking for people. 
Y'all don't believe that. Uh, I mean, every problem, God was looking for people. When God needed someone to preserve humanity, he used a man by the name of Noah. When God needed someone to deliver his people out of the hands of Pharaoh, he used a man by the name of Moses. When God wanted some uh, to stop the Jews from being annihilated, he used a woman by the name of Esther. Uh, when God needed someone to slay a giant named Goliath, he used a little shepherd boy named David. When God needed somebody to save a nation from hunger, he used a prisoner by the name of Joseph. When God God needed to turn a nation from worshiping pagan gods. He used a young boy named Daniel. My question is this morning, God needs somebody and is it you? Is it you? God, God needs somebody to stand up and be a witness. Is it you? God needs somebody to be an evangelist. My question is, is it you? God needs somebody to preach his word. My question is, is it you? God needs somebody to help the needy. My question is, is it you? God needs somebody to help fortify our youth. My question is, is it you? Our God is looking for somebody that's willing to work. God is looking for some Nehemiahs. I want to know, are there any Nehemiahs in the building? Any Nehemiahs? Somebody that's willing to take a hold of what God has purposed and planned for your life. Thank you, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking. He's looking. Yeah, he's looking. He's not looking for lackadaisical people. <laughs> No, no, he's not looking for somebody who he has to beg and plead with. I, I, I hate begging and pleading with people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like, you know, if I ask you once and you don't do it, you know, hey, I ain't got, I ain't got time to waste my breath again. <laughs> uh, can I tell you that that's the way God is? That God is looking for somebody that say, here am I, send me. Here am I, I'm willing to do it. Here am I, glory to God, because I know what you did for me. I know if it wasn't for you, I, I, I would be dead and gone. I know if it wasn't for God, I, I, can, ooh, I can think back over my life about what God has done. I can think of instances, glory to God, drunk driving, glory to God. I mean, high driving, don't know how I got from the party and how I got home. I, I just don't know it was God. I, I, it was him. I, I, I mean, the drugs that I was taking, I mean, the, the, the places that I went, I don't know. Uh, the bullet could have got me but God. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I can think about things I've done that I should not have done. Man standing with a gun pointed at me could have pulled a trigger but God. Woo! Uh, uh, I know somebody got a but God situation in here. But God, but God, if it wasn't but for God delivering you, if it wasn't but for God bringing you out. Woo. So he's looking. God is looking for a man. God is looking for a woman uh, to be used. Can, is it you? Uh, is it you? Uh, 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 are you a David? Uh, uh, are you a Joseph? Uh, are you a Moses? Are you a Nehemiah? Who are you? Who are you? God is looking for somebody to be used. He's looking for somebody with passion uh, to get it done. I like what Harriet Tugman said, and I'm about finished. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, uh, you, uh, you have within you the strength 
the patience and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world. Ooh, there's some world changes in here. Uh, it may not be the, 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 the whole world, but your world. Yeah, your community, your family, yeah, your workplace. Uh, yeah, yeah. You have in you what it takes. Uh, can I tell you that's why he's preserved you? Uh, because there's something inside of you that needs to get out. There's something inside of you that needs to get out. There's something that needs to get done. The text says that Nehemiah was so passionate about God's work that he got it done in 52 days. He got it done in 52 days. His passion helped him prevail despite opposition. See, because can I tell you that anytime you got passion, there's going to be opposition. <laughs> anytime you got pa- passion for purpose, yeah, there's going to be opposition. The Bible tells us, and you can go back and read it in 6 and 1, uh, uh, that, that he, had, he had some opposition. Sanballat, Tobiah, Gishon. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they didn't want the work to be done. And can I tell you that there are people that don't want you to get it done? <laughs> yeah, I, I might as well let you in on that. <laughs> there's somebody, there's something. It, it, it's not necessarily them, but we got to look at the spirit working behind them. Uh, yeah, because the enemy does not want us to get it done. Whatever yo, it is, he does not want you to get it done. He does not want your marriage to succeed. He does not want you to, your, your financial outlook to look good. Now, he does not want your health to be good. He does not want your children to grow up and prosper. He does not want you to be a witness. He, he, he does not want you uh, to help change people's lives. He does not. The Bible says that he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Yeah, there's no good about him. Uh, so, so he was using Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshen. The Bible says that they, 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 they had sent word to Nehemiah. <laughs> yeah, come and come down to us. Come down to us. Can, can I tell you that the enemy, anytime that you're going, anytime you're advancing the kingdom of God, his goal is to distract you. Yes. Anytime you are advancing, Nehemiah was close to being finished in his work. <laughs> yeah, and, and the enemy will send distractions your way. I don't know who I'm helping, but, but there may be a distraction that is, is coming your way. There may be a distraction that is present right now. Yeah, distraction, distraction. Here, it was people. Yeah, 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 and, and people can be a distraction. Uh, but can I tell you, it can be a thing. Uh, yeah, it, it can be a thing that distracts you, trying to get you off the plan and the purpose for God, off the, of what God has designed and planned for your life. I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost uh, because the Holy Ghost has a way of stepping in and speaking. Uh, that when the enemy comes, glory to God, he has a way of speaking. I, I, I'm talking to you personally because uh, there was a situation that, that came my way, but, 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 but it wasn't God. It, it wasn't wrong. 
Uh, uh, but it wasn't right. Uh, uh, y'all ain't gonna help me. Uh, it, it, it wasn't. Uh, I, I, I could have done it, but but uh, it, it wasn't his will. Uh, I, I could have done it, but uh, it, it wasn't his plan. Uh, I had to realize. I had to make a decision. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Was I gonna go with that? Was I gonna let that lead me? Was I gonna find my place there? I heard the Holy Spirit say. It's a distraction. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Uh, but God want to let somebody know that whatever you're dealing with right now, it's a distraction. It's a distraction from the plan. It's a distraction from the purpose. It's trying to derail what God has planned for your life. But I'm so glad that just like Nehemiah. Woo, Nehemiah said, I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. I'm about my father's business and I can't come down. I got people on my mind and I can't come down. I got God uh, in the right place and I can't come down. I wish I had a witness in here this morning. That you realize that whatever you're going through, is trying to send your way that you gotta be like Nehemiah you gotta let the devil know you gotta put him in his place glory to God you gotta let him know that I understand that this is a distraction and I can't come down I know he looked good but I can't come down I know it would give me some money but I can't come down I know glory to God that I might advance faster but I can't come down I wish I had some witnesses in here that can't come down glory to God you realize that whatever is coming up against you it's not the will of God because God got a plan and he's got a purpose for your life and he wants to see you accomplish it can I get a witness in the building I, I gotta go but look at this anytime y'all sit down y'all trying to arrest me <laughs> Nehemiah and the people had made up in their mind that they were going to get it done. <sighs> can you imagine how they must have felt? Uh, can you imagine? Uh, I mean, God, Nehemiah used the same people that would benefit from the walls going up. Mm. Which means... That God is not going to always send help from outside. Yeah, that God is going to use the most people, that's gonna, the people that's going to benefit most. Yeah, because you got some skin in the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. They had some skin in the game. If the walls were up, they understood. And they would no longer have to go through the things that they were going through, taunted by the enemy. Uh, can you imagine that the enemy had free course in their life, in their community, in their families, in their economic situation because the walls were down? Uh, but they understood that if the walls go up, uh, that I'm protected from the enemy. I wish I had somebody in here. You tired of the walls being down in your life. Glory to God. That God is trying to get you to erect some walls. God is trying to get you to put your hands to the plow. He's trying to get you to walk in his will and when you walk in his will the walls go up that the enemy can no longer come in and snatch what he can snatch what he wants. the devil is a liar I want the walls to go up 
I want the gates to go up because I realize that it's going to bless me. It's going to bless my family. It's going to bless my children's children. It's going to bless down through generation. It's going to bless the needy. It's going to bless the hungry. Can I get a witness in here? They understood that it wasn't just about them. They understood that somebody else would benefit by the walls being erected. It said, uh, it says in 17, 4 and 17, I'm gone. It, it tells us that they work with one hand and a weapon in the other. Uh, they, 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 they had a, a weapon in one hand uh, and they work with the other one. I want to know if I got any ambidextrous people in here. Glory to God that you can work with one hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can hold a weapon in the other one. What is your weapon? It might be praise. I'm going to praise him and work. I'm going to worship him and work. I'm going to glorify him and work. I'm going to read and work. I'm going to fast and work. I'm going to testify and work. I wish I had a witness in here that you realize that you can't just be down and out but God has got some things for you to do. Oh my God, my God. I, 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 I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. But look at this. It says when you bring, I thought about this, when you bring people with passion for God and passion for people and passion for God's work, it's a recipe for the supernatural to take place. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? It's a recipe for the supernatural uh, because what took place was the supernatural. 52 days, uh, glory to God. I don't know what's getting ready to happen in somebody's life, but I hear God saying it's going to accelerate. I hear him say it's going to happen quick, glory to God, uh, because there's some passion that you got. You got some passion for God. You got some passion for people. You got some passion for the work of God. And when you got that together, it's a recipe for a beautiful cake. I don't know about you, but I'm a banana split person. Their mother's fix a great banana split. She put that recipe together, glory to God, and you'll lick the spoon. You'll lick the bowl, glory to God, because it's a recipe like none other. I came to tell somebody, I came to tell the church that if we get together and get it done, if we get together and come with our desire for God, with our passion for God, with our passion for people, with our passion for the work of God, God gonna do some supernatural things in your life and in our life. It's gonna happen quick. Tell somebody it's gonna happen quick. I don't know what it is. The job it's gonna happen quick. The house it's gonna happen quick. The relationship being healed it's gonna happen quick. God is looking for somebody that got him on his mind. Can I get a witness in the building? 52 days. What was what took people over a hundred years to accomplish? Nehemiah did it in 52 days because he had somebody that was willing to get it done. I just want to know do I got anybody in here willing to get it done? Because God is going to show up supernaturally. He's going to step into that situation and show himself strong. Anybody glad about it on this morning? Woo! 52 days. <laughs> 52 days. 52 days. Yeah, 52 days. 
52 days. Oh, uh, yeah, 52 days. Yeah, 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 52 days. Yeah, 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 52 days. What took five years? Yeah, you're going to do it in five months. What took 10 years? You're going to do it in 10 months. I wish I had a witness, somebody that would receive that this morning. Glory to God. And whatever you need from God, God got it. Whatever you need from him, he's got it. They had a passion. I'm done. They had a passion. Do you have passion for God? Do you have passion for people? And do you have passion for God's work? I mean, this meant a fortifying of the city. <laughs> it meant a fortifying of their community. Fortifying of their families. Fortifying of their economic state. All because of a man named Nehemiah who had passion. Can you imagine how they must have felt before Nehemiah got there? That they couldn't achieve it. Because sometimes you need somebody to light a spark. Nehemiah showed up on the scene and guess what? He said, it can be done. It can be accomplished. I don't care what the enemy says. Whew. I don't want to leave this point out. Uh, see, because there are going to be some people disappointed that it get done. Because everybody ain't in your corner. Everybody ain't celebrating you. I, I know you think they, they in there with you. <laughs> Yeah, smile in your face. Uh, I, I know you think they, they, the text says 16. Go, go, look, look at it. It says, when all your enemies heard this, when all our enemies heard this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self confidence. The first thing is, is they, they heard. And they, 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 they were afraid. They were afraid. Because they thought, yeah, they thought that they were running the show. They thought that they could instill fear. But it's something about when you got God on your side. It's something about when God is in here with you. <laughs> Glory to God. That what fear the enemy thought that they were going to bring you. God has a way of boomeranging it and bringing it back to them. It said they were afraid and they lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. They realized that it just wasn't Nehemiah and them. <laughs> but it was Nehemiah, them, and God. If God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. Huh. Yeah. Why did God allow Nehemiah and the people to get it done? 
the text, if, if you read on down there, it talks about the fact that, that it was the help, well, it, it's the help of our God. In other words, God wants to get the glory out of everything. And God is looking for some people that won't take his glory, but will be used for his glory. Anybody like that in here this morning? That you're not going to take God's glory. See, God can work with some people. God, God can work in some people's lives when, when he understands that he's going to get all the credit. All the credit. And I don't know about you, but I want God to get all the credit. All the credit. Anybody want God to get all? Come on, come on. Come on. Come on and rest on your feet on today. God is looking. Looking for somebody with passion for the things that he's passionate about. Because in that he can work some things. He, he can step in and he can do some supernatural things. In that he can, he can move in such a way that these things will accelerate in our life. I know you thought it was over. I know you thought that you'd missed it. I know you thought it was going to take a long time. But God said, I, I, I want to do some things. But I need somebody with some passion. I need somebody that's hungry for me. Hungry for me and hungry for my will being accomplished in people. My Hungry to see people's lives change. Hungry for my work to be performed. Maybe there's somebody up under the sound of my voice this morning. But you don't have that personal relationship with God. I want to tell you that God has preserved you because he want to use you. God has preserved you because there's something inside of you. Glory to God. That he wants to get out. There's somebody that needs what you have. There's somebody. Glory to God. That's going to be changed by your situation. I know you might be going through. I, I, I know it may be difficult. But God has saved you to change you. He saved you to bring you up and bring